0: you're listening to a seventh edition call of cthulhu podcast titled cthulhu in cairo brought to you by the bardic college please remember to like share and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release you can visit us on facebook at the bardic college viewer discretion is advised
1: welcome to another episode of cthulhu in cairo brought to you by the bardic college uh we're here tonight with the entire cast Some of them may be in different roles, but we'll figure that out in a few minutes. (laughs) Uh, I just want to let everybody go around the table real quick and talk about their character just to give a brief overview like we normally do, and then we're going to jump right into it. There's been a lot going on. Berlin is sort of now fading in the distance, some via bus ride, some by train, some by car. And we're going to get the whole team together for tonight and see where they've been and what's going on with them. But first, let me let them introduce themselves. Uh, First is Sid, played by Joel. So, Sid, lots happened to you. And uh, we hear the word Otto floating around a name. But let's just talk about Sid just for a moment. And This can be either the last or the best time you describe Sid. So why don't you give it to us?
2: So uh, Sid was a man who was in control and then um, most recently um, became an assassin. And then got a chance to play James Bond. So when last we visited with Sid, um, there was a lot of stress. There was some freaking out. There was some keeping the cool. There were some very interesting situations uh, that will relate during, I guess, this episode tonight as to, uh, you know, what happened to Sid. You know, is Sid still with the group, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Awesome. Also, we have Melinda playing Faye Dawson. She's also the editor of our show. Uh, Mel, where is uh, Faye at this moment? How's she doing?
0: for the first time in what seems like forever. Faye's actually doing pretty well. If you count being drugged by one of your friends and left behind while everyone else has an adventure fine, but um she's been spending her time just recovering. You know, she's really taking some time to give herself some TLC and she's been doing some research and she's very much looking forward to reuniting with everyone in her group. She's very excited. Hopefully everyone
1: hopefully they all come through the door next to her is the the terror the gunslinger the uh scalpel wielder katherine ross our resident mom of the team how's katherine tonight lauren
3: team mom's a little shaken up i'm not gonna lie last time we heard from Catherine, she was wreaking havoc upon the unsuspecting german passengers of a bus and puking all over it's just the vomit folks so she's she's a little shaken up looking forward to getting the group back together assessing where we're at and you know just moving forward and putting berlin behind her
1: okay excellent and of course we have the enigmatic aveline hammond played by kayla also known as International Crime Fighter, but we'll get more into that in a little bit. Uh, How's Javeline tonight, Kayla?
4: She thought she had taken vengeance upon the man who hurt her dear, dear friend, Faye. And for the record, Faye, she had to drug you so that you would sleep through your injuries, and she did it safely. (laughs) But she thought she took vengeance, but unfortunately, Colonel Mueller is still living, still with us, and at this point she's just dreading the conversation of, hey, yo, I'm a vigilante with all of her buddies, so yeah.
1: Well, let's see where that takes us. Uh, and finally we have the elder statesman of the group. The, uh, John's doing alright. Uh, he's happy to be out of Berlin. He is,
5: uh, surprised at himself that, uh, that he's kind of gotten so, uh, away from the books and, uh, less reedy-reedy and more shooty-shooty. So... <laughs> Um, let's say. So he's looking forward to uh, to uh, a bit of a respite where he can uh, recenter himself in his uh, comfort zone of books.
1: Yeah, he's definitely been doing uh, quite a bit of field work. Berlin was a lot of action for John so, uh, and the group in general. So the way this we left last time, as listeners, you know some things the players are not quite sure of. As we split the team up, they had different missions. Some of those missions went awry as it was for Sid and Catherine. Some things changed on the fly for Aveline and Faye. So we're going to let the team come back together. They're all converging the outside of Stuttgart. And uh, as the evening starts to come into play and the, the, the sun is setting, the housekeeper is preparing a dinner. She's expecting five. And the first ones back are Faye Dawson. And Faye walks in doesn't see anybody else there yet. So, Mel, would Faye kind of try to clean up the mess that she had left before taking off? Is she trying to repack the luggage? Are you just going to leave that out there for the great reveal? Are you going to put a towel over it? What was your thought process to the pills, the medical bag, and the jimmied luggage?
0: And All I did was steal a hairbrush. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. (laughs) Well, you also abandoned me after you drugged me, so excuse me for going to do some research of my own, but we'll get to that. No, Faye would, Faye would come in. She would greet a housekeeper, mm-hmm. you No know, comment on, oh, dinner smells great. I'm going to go upstairs. Um, My cousins and my fiance should be here very soon. I'm going to go up and prepare for them to arrive. And I would go upstairs and I would try to at least piece some things together. Maybe not the medical bag, but I would focus more on Aveline's luggage because I did, through it like a dog in a backyard so I would try to at least piece it together
1: so Catherine you arrive you're the first one to get there you arrive via bus and uh, the bus drops you off oh I'm sorry that's right the bus uh, dropped you off several miles outside of Stuttgart so the taxi picks you up drives you in drops you off at the front door so that definitely means you would have got there next and you make your way into the house ring uh, actually you ring the front doorbell You know the house lady comes she has your name she you know you mentioned faye's name grace hammond she's of course of course come right this way you smell dinner cooking a hearty german dinner of something with sauerkraut or wiener schnitzel what whatever it is maybe both let's she's doing a full a full fest and uh they she shows you the way upstairs faye is there so you come through the door and we'll start with the two of you for a moment
3: where have you been it's good to see you too good to see you. I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. You look fine. You're standing up. Have you been drinking, eating? Of course. How's your pain? How how are your pain levels? Not as bad. Catherine immediately like kind of flops her down in a chair and like looking her over, giving her a cursory exam.
0: I'm okay. I'm okay. I promise. I promise. Okay. Well, I called and you weren't here. You gave me a heart attack. So where were you? The housekeeper didn't tell you? I told her where I was going just in case somebody called. I went to the local university to, to do some research on some information that I had. I wasn't gone for very long. You went off alone when, where, where's Eveline? I was hoping that you might know. I figured that she went back up to Berlin to help you guys. I have no idea where she went. What I remember is I woke up a little groggy and she wasn't here. And I went through rooms that we rented and I was calling for her. I looked like an idiot in front of the housekeeper when I was like, hey, where's my cousin? And then she goes, oh, you don't know? She she left. And I go, oh, yeah, of course. I knew that because, you know, I don't want to look like a moron. But she gave me some of what you gave her to help me sleep. And I woke up and she was gone. And hopefully she comes back here or else, I don't know if she went back to London or whatever. She drugged you. Yeah. What,
3: what did she give you? Very concerned. <laughs>
1: She's yeah, she, like, "Where's my
0: medical bag?" It's on the table. I'm not
1: the, she gave not the her nurse here. She gave her, you know, painkillers, smashed up and into water like a, you know, someone who has a hard time taking pills. And uh, the water's a little cloudy, some sediment at the bottom, but she did a nice job. I mean, she stirred it pretty thoroughly when she first administered it. So mm-hmm. you're good. Uh, so in the car, i the
0: was car,
1: wiser. <laughs> That's true. In the car. Aveline you're able to stop get directions to the address you arrive probably 10 or 15 minutes after Catherine and you pull up outside because you were driving faster and the bus did have some sort of a situation where it had to pull over so you, you gained a little bit of time on them so you pull in about 10 minutes 15 minutes behind her ring the doorbell the guest the woman at the front door is like oh. You must be the cousin. You must be Aveline. Grace is upstairs. She'll be so excited to see you. I and I have dinner coming. Please, please come in. Come in.
4: Thank you. Um,
1: uh, am I not with Aveline? No, no, you are. She's just greeting she the woman. Thinking... She hasn't said anything yet to you, Scott. Uh, okay. John. She so, hasn't noticed your beauty. Aveline, uh, Faye, How did you in- introduce John and uh, Sid potentially? What they were?
0: I, I, they were fiancés, but I left it open whose fiancé was who just okay. so we wouldn't screw that up or
1: anything. Well, that's going to come up now. So she looks at you, John, and says, oh, you are strikingly young, you're strikingly handsome, man. You must, uh... So is, uh, Faye or Catherine, um, who are you? Uh, they tell me that you are engaged. This is, I am so honored to have you in my home. Which, which young lady are you, uh, are you with, Mr. Mr. John?
5: And I kind of, uh, I, I reach out to Aveline, and I just clutch her shoulder and pull her in close, and I'm like, well, this oh. is my Aww. sweet little honey bun right here.
1: So one dressed like a Happy <laughs> <laughs> I, pu- I ever. Like, I give him a nice smack
4: with my fist in the chest, like, oh, he loves his nickname. <laughs> like, I'm going to get you for that.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. She's like, oh, I, 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 I'm so – you are dressed so huh? – we uh we yeah, hear that it's Berlin. a long story. <laughs> no, but we hear that in Berlin things for women are much different than here in Stuttgart outside of we well oh, definitely is,
5: a win in Rome type situation, yes.
1: Oh, well, please you must be you must be tired from your trip and need to freshen up. please come stop s- me, me.: This
4: is nothing compared to when he borrows my
1: clothes.: Big eyes frozen <laughs> um, yeah yeah, as we're walking away, I'm like we're trying to lay low. Less memorable,
4: (laughs) honey bun. If anything, I am my dove or empress divine.
1: (laughs) Those are my preferred nomenclatures. Um, (laughs) yeah. So toffee pudding was Catherine. We're gonna have to do like a recap of who, who's known as what nickname because some of these have been really good. Um. All right. So you make your way up.
5: We're the apparently the cross-dressing couple that uh, the the innkeeper is like, oh. So she likes to dress like a man, and occasionally
1: I guess he dresses like a woman. Um, All right.
5: Got you schooling,
1: Yeah, they're. Um, things interesting
0: after five years together.
1: Yep. If you need to go down that road in five years, you have a wild existence. <laughs> Most of us are still figuring out things at five years. Like, uh, yeah, okay. So we'll leave that for another show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so everybody's together but I digress. <laughs> but I digress. Everyone's together. Um you make your way up the ba- the stairs. It's got a really heavy oak and banister and or probably something even darker wood uh in a German household. It's probably 25 steps up. It's, you know, a little laborious, but you make your way up there, runner on the stairs, the whole bit. It's a very very traditional, you know, two-story old-style home decorated in you know Classical 1931 German comfort, whatever that might be. But yeah, so uh, there is electrics in the house, so it's not like it's out in the middle of Oshkosh and nowhere. Uh, The house does have, you know, some conveniences. And she shows you up, knocks on the door, and uh, Faye opens the door, and she's like, oh my god, you know, and everybody's together and happy and excited, and you guys make your way in, and the lady closes the door and says dinner will, you know, dinner, my loves, will only be in another, uh, about half an hour, so be hungry, be hungry! And she shuts the door.
0: So glad to see you guys made it here in one piece! She
3: seems nice. She's a gem. She's a gem. Uh, did how, why are you dressed like a man? Long story, but first, John?
5: Schoolie just looks at Aveline. I, I, Uh... I think, I think Aveline... It's time for uh, it's time for you to have a conversation.
0: Yeah, I or, also want or, to have a conversation. Oh, no, yeah.
4: or we can talk about what
0: John has in his satchel first. Well, that's, okay. that's
5: important. That's, that's
0: important. No, it's great. I think I know what's inside John's satchel. That's not a <laughs> mystery. The mystery is why you, I'm pointing to Aveline, decided to drug me, leave man. me by. Thank you very much. Excuse <laughs> you. I'm not talking to you right now. I want to know. <laughs> I, Miss Aveline Hammond, left me, recovering, can barely walk without getting winded, blown, drugged, in this small little German town that I have never been in before, alone, with no note, I might add. I wouldn't be nearly as upset with you if you left a note behind. So?
1: There's a knock at the door. What? Um, There's a... Oh, there's a uh, knock at uh, the sh- door. I, Has Faye yelling? I'll get
3: it. I'll get it. <laughs> I'm thinking it. that I'll that, that
1: was pretty,
5: pretty elevated there. Yeah, Faye's the yelling.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm pissed. I'll get it. Catherine goes and answers the door.
5: Okay. We, um, need, we are laying low, everyone. We need to keep
1: our heads.
0: Okay, fine. I'll keep my head. Aveline, what the hell?
1: So the door. As you <laughs> reach for the door through the, the frosted glass you see a fairly well-built man. Uh, what you appear to think to be a man. There's a some. It's it's hard to see because it's that leaded, smoky glass with the you know the pattern in it. Um, but he there's a knock again, and uh, Otto, how would you describe yourself when she opens the door?
3: I'm not opening the door.
1: I thought you said you went for the door.
3: I went for the door. I looked in the peephole and I didn't recognize. There's the no guy.
1: peephole. It's just stained glass. It's oh. an inner door. It's not a hotel. Oh well,
3: well, okay. Well, I... I,
2: I would say
1: that I am a six foot four dashing fellow
2: with a moustache that you could ride a bicycle across and still not make it across the country. Please, these punch to see this wonderful croft of birds and this dashing fellow, Mr. Schooley. What an adventure! <laughs> he lives.
5: You guys are so bad. He
2: lives. I right. okay. pleased this punch to see you all here. I didn't know how much of us would be here, nor if I would myself.
3: I haven't opened the door yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, you did.
3: Okay, she Catherine throws open. open the door, and in a moment of utter insanity, she hugs him.
0: Ow.
2: Wow. Wow. <laughs> Faye,
0: Faye is running towards him to, you know, also, she's giving everybody a hug at this point. She's going to hug, and then she sees Catherine's hugging, and she goes,
2: It's all right, ladies. It's all right. There's a room. I've got two arms. I can take you both.
0: At that line, she
3: relinquishes the hold and goes. Oh. Okay, good to see you. Good to see you. We're done. <laughs> we're, we're done. Moment ruined. Over. Stoonly crosses and the done. room,
5: shakes his hand firmly, and says, "Well played, sir. Well played." <laughs>
2: it's good to say you, John. I was
5: afraid that you were going to have a bit more holes
2: in you when I saw you. Looks like you're pretty much together. No words. How the two wear. girls make out down here and. In- lovely southern germany
3: who wants I... to go first
1: <laughs> yes yeah, so I the do door know, shuts
0: the i give him the nod of good so... i'm so glad that you asked because i was just trying to get to the bottom of that
1: <laughs>
2: i sense the mood has shifted just a bit
0: you see aveline
4: wearing male clothes hair slicked back might be a little bit of makeup on the face to like contour it to look different but it's, it's not like you don't recognize her, but it's obvious she's not looking the same.
1: So this oh, is, this is the, they have this one front room as a sitting, as a parlor. Uh, there is a, uh, a table set adjoining uh, the room that leads towards the bedrooms. That's used as a dining area. There's no kitchen on this floor per se. The, the mistress of the house does almost of the cooking. Kitchen's available if, if you had something you wanted to make. I mean, she would open the, the doors for you and say, sure, you can cook as long as she's not in there at that moment. But, yeah, so you're, you're working fundamentally on just a large drawing room table inside with, you know, six or seven chairs. And then the men's bedroom and the girls' room off to the side. Uh, the door shuts. You're all together. Somebody's pouring drinks. Uh, things are starting to, you know conversations are ripping left and right. That's fine. And we're just going to say that casual talk for a moment. Dinner comes up. She's, she's carrying, you know, a tray. She puts that down. She makes several trips, lays it all out. And uh, just for the setting of the scene, everyone gathers around the dining room table. Why again, wine is poured and we'll leave it there. So who would like to uh, recant what happened first for the listeners as their characters lived it, you want to, who would, as the team, who do you think should go first?
5: How
4: about the assassination? assassination?
1: Okay. <laughs> I think we would all be anxious to hear. Okay.
4: Definitely.
1: Story. So, Sid, and they, uh, the, the, the long pause, the stares, the looks, the smiles tells you it's time to tell your tale. And we leave it for you.
2: I stand up in front of the group. I back away from the table, holding a knife. I lean, I lean the knife over my hand like a rifle and then I laugh and I put it down and I say well let me just say that some of the best work I've ever done in my life with that night and it has nothing to do with the assassination because if poor Kate there had been with me either she or I would have been dead and that's for sure so the best thing I did was kicking that bird out the door
3: what what are you talking
2: about what I'm talking about it was it was a fix love the whole thing was a fix
0: well we knew. I that.
2: decided I uh, well, It was much worse than we thought, apparently. I decided to take a look at the roof and see what the gander up there would give me. And I decided that it might be easier to escape from the roof than after shooting a large caliber weapon down the hallway of a hotel. So I went up on the roof and took my shot there, put a nice hole about this big through the backside of the man, shot him off the backside. I was pretty pleased, I must tell you, because I wasn't sure I was going to make that shot. But right after I took my shot, three shots rang out and went right through the window of the room I was supposed to be in. So not only was it a fix to kill him, but it was a fix to kill me. And if you were with me, you would have gone down too. And I wouldn't have liked that so much. So I'm glad we took our parting After killing the man, which went off pretty seamlessly, I have to say, uh, I made my way across the roof. And then across the other building, I decided to follow their plan down to the ground and then to go look for Abby's man in a street and get out. And uh, when I was coming down the cat escape, there were these two blokes about the size of mountains uh, waiting to greet me and I had to haul up and pretend I was nothing but a pile of rags or something until luckily a police officer came along and uh, escorted them away during the panic that ensued after the assassination. So uh, I then slowly made my way out of the alley and started looking for what I could hear was the ambulance. Everything went off without a hitch, except for one thing that uh, I'm really worried about, and I wanted to mention it. When I came out of the alley, there was a man across the street from me who was staring at me. He was holding his hat in his hand, and he was staring at me, and then he clapped his hands as if saying, Good job, mate, good job. And then he walked away and disappeared into the crowd. I've never seen this man before, and I was very concerned. That it might be a certain evil gentleman that we've encountered before. What did he look like? So I couldn't rightly see his face too well because it was a lot of distance, and we didn't go over, uh, keeper. We didn't go over what he looked like. Just that I was not familiar. I had not seen him before.
1: Right. Correct. Uh, yeah. Doesn't didn't look. But I can anymore.
2: describe him though.
1: Uh, yeah. About five nine, five ten. Dark glasses was on. He had dark glasses. A jacket. Like-
5: like sunglasses?
1: He had some sort of sunglasses. Yeah, they were dark. And also, uh, Sid, I'm not sure. Did you want to explain? I mean, you said that there had been problems. I wasn't sure if you want to talk about the lock, those situations. But for the most part, I mean, you you covered that there were other issues. So
2: Yeah, I mean, I had a problem breaking. They had locked the exit to the roof. So I guess in the case that I had not gotten shot, they wanted to make sure that I didn't make it to the roof and I got pinned for it. But... Luckily, since I decided to go to the roof first, I, I took the extra time after you left, Kate, and uh, went in and, and picked the lock. I got it done eventually. I think my nerves got the better, the better side of me to begin with, but we got it. And uh, I think that's about it. I slipped once on the roof, but I didn't fall off. That was my biggest fear, was that I was going to pitch it. But now you stuck with old Sid for a little bit longer, at least. Amen.
3: Well, thank you for kicking me out of that room. I'm glad you're here.
2: The trip back was smooth yeah it was great. It was great. I hooked up with uh with the man in the ambulance and um then he took me to the uh, train and I pretty much slept all the way down on the train so hmm. I, I arrived as you see me what um, well, at
4: least that went well at least despite those hiccups it went well
5: well i mean yes it went say, it went surprisingly well i have to say and and as Aveline and I will soon share, the plan worked but oh. the uh the thing I'm concerned about, Sid, is a prominent figure has been assassinated. Oh yes, quite. What can we do to um, to redirect the attention of the authorities away from you and tangentially away from us? Because right now, your face, your name, that's going to be the you
2: know. Well, no, it's you not going to see him. The, the only person that knows it was me was the person uh, that who Russian, set you up. But that Russian the broad. person
5: who's at the center of it. You don't think right, she's going to be no
2: way, uh, I don't know, honestly, because there's no way she could say, well, it's this bloke here, without somebody saying, well, how do you know it's him? If he shot from the window, how did you
5: know he would be there? Without so leading the the, their
4: organization the, as well?
5: She, exactly. She, can, she can figure out a way. Maybe we jump, the, you know, jump out in front of her and make a, make a call, make, a, make an anonymous tip to the authorities about her
2: it's
5: I not suppose a bad i suppose it's
3: one way to go not a bad idea but didn't you just talk about laying and low how anonymous is an anonymous tip like anonymous. not in german not in germany they
5: it's absolutely
1: not there's yeah 1931 there's, 19 no, like, 31, there's phone no, no phone or tracking anything like or that. anything okay it'd you be do do totally anonymous. You know,
0: anonymous yeah oh, also well, well then you wouldn't know my voice either so i could be the one to do it
5: you know muffled deep throat you know cloth over the uh Cloth over the receiver you're gonna want to like a it crimson scarf. yeah
0: <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take the brooklyn out of my voice yeah i can make it work
5: the uh i mean she obviously uh, she is the one behind the killing you know she manipulated us and you to uh to for for a killing that she wanted to happen so <laughs> we're not we're not pinning something on her we're simply you know revealing her you know she is the bad person in this and unfortunately, Sid as Aveline and I will share your friend as well um one that helped us he's probably uh he's probably in a bit of trouble
2: You're- Well, yeah i mean if, if 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 the Jerry's are any good at what they do, it's not going to be much of a leap, I don't imagine oh they know him,
5: and they know what he did
2: well, I imagine he's a goner.
5: we uh Aveline and i well should we should we Share next. Sure. I'm yeah. really curious,
0: but I want Aveline to go first.
5: I was waiting for the reflection, and strangely enough, Aveline...
0: Yes, it's like she's really... Tr- it's very.
4: She's very uncomfortable. You can see her arms are crossed. She is not happy with this situation. Like, yes, she's trying to keep deflecting. Like, yes, yes, we, we met up
0: in Berlin, and we got the flag. That's the important part. And That's I great. I want to know about the pre-getting to Berlin. Yeah, how about the drugging it's, my it's patient
3: and abandoning?
0: Play. You You drugged and abandoned my patient. That
3: What it the is, hell?
5: It is high time to come clean.
3: Faye, I sincerely
4: apologize for having to drug you, as you so delicately put it. Uh-huh. But I couldn't just leave you here to wander around. I was hoping that you would sleep it off and we would be back at least sooner to when you would awake. I did the best I could in that regard, but I couldn't send John on his own with one of my agents, because despite Gustav being very, very eloquent with words, he is not the best shot. And I don't really know how else to explain it. I, It's not something you just tell people that you are a vigilante wanted in several different countries. So what? yes, what? I, I am the Why don't we
2: start with... So, what? Don't I, I don't even you know where to begin. What? Yes. Is that I, why you're wearing trousers?
4: Yes, the reflection is supposed to be a man. It just made more sense at this time, considering they do not respect women.
3: So hold hold on. You're telling me that you dress like a guy, and you go around shooting up buildings and killing people. And is that why? Is that why you, the lies, the the money, the the weird apartment? Is that? What? I, I don't go cool. just sh-
4: I don't go shooting up random people. I'm not a terrorist. I have a purpose.
1: I've I How guess long? the I- I guess How- most of-
4: the best way to do this is to start from the beginning. I would I told you truthfully last in a when you met my agent posing as my alter ego, Gustav. That was Gustav playing the reflection that night at the hotel that my father was a man of crime but the justice system wrongly convicted him, and he died in prison. And I have known far too much corruption through police and criminal organizations to not w- want to change that. It, I have many friends throughout Europe that have helped me grow this persona of a man, of a masked man, protecting those that cannot fight for themselves. Unfortunately, sometimes my methods do not always abide by the laws. In fact, most of the time they don't. So yes, the money, the, the lies, which were for the protection of people close to me, it all was to keep this part of my identity a secret. And I was not planning on telling you this way, or perhaps I would say later on, but it's not just something I would willingly give to people. I've known for what, two weeks? This is something I've been doing for nearly 10 years now. I've been doing this for nearly a decade. I don't... I feel shame that you had to find out this way and that I could not explain myself in a more appropriate manner, but that is the truth of it. That is, you now have everything and you have all the power to use it against me.
2: Can I just say that I am so relieved that the reflection is not that crazy-ass geezer from the kitchen (laughs) and is instead this drop-dead awesome bird before us. I mean... If you think about it, it's kind of a cool deal, right? School teacher by day, vigilante by night. And I completely understand why you wouldn't tell us. I'd say it was hurt, but it's not true. I understand. It is what it is. And I'm glad that you told us, because now we're all the closer for it. And for what we've been through, we'll need to be close.
0: Yeah, uh, Ava, I mean, I'm still mad at you for what you did. I'm probably going to be mad for next two days, maybe. But Fair enough. Coming 46 from hours. 46 <laughs> hours, <laughs> but as a woman who is heavily involved in a field that is typically run by men and who has to deal with a lot of stupid men, I think you and I have a new respect for each other. So I think what you do is really cool really great. And I'm very happy to have you as part of our team. I'm still going to go back to you for drugging me.
4: I appreciate that, Faye. And you know to, for perfect candor and utter candor between us i was at the i was at the museum that night because of you i was told by certain people that you were possibly put in danger and that i needed to be there to look out for you so i'm not saying that to earn your sympathy or your respect i'm just telling you that that is why i happened to be there and you always had my respect even long before this that's if if anything, this whole situation is just proof
3: that I should have been there, so. Why is Faye in danger? Well, I... I
0: actually might have an idea on why I might be in danger, which is what I spent today doing. Like, me to go next?
1: Well, no, because there's still the whole situation that John has, yeah. 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 So why don't so, we, uh, we'll wrap that part up, John, if you we'll feel... We'll visit that in a minute. Yeah, if you feel comfortable taking the, uh... The wine glass. The talking stick. The talking <laughs> stick.
2: We're at the sweat lodge
3: now.
4: It's a breadstick. It's a talking breadstick. Aveline has the breadstick. I hand it off to John like, okay, I show up in Berlin dressed like this. Your turn.
5: Yeah, Avelina, I, I think I can speak for everybody too, though, just to say that we would never betray your cop.
0: No, I have no other friends to tell. <laughs> that is well, very heartwarming. <laughs>
5: Well, i was surprised to see my rendezvous with the reflection be miss hammond but also somewhat relieved to be honest with you because as sid just mentioned that uh, that jagoff who who we met in the in the in the in the cafe i was never impressed with
4: Gustav... <laughs> he further...
5: was trying a little too hard he was trying he... a little too hard and and, he... and frankly I, I I was sitting there imagining myself going into the Reichstag with that, and uh, he hasn't and had an Aveline... opportunity
4: to play the role in a long time since I haven't been to Germany recently. So he was very excited, but yes, I understand. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but I, I was I was very relieved because uh, through experience I know that Abilene will always have your back. So um, we uh, we made our way. Sid, your uh, your man's papers came through clean. We made our way in. Um, we went in early enough to kind of, you know, just reconnoiter. We went down to the secret passage the, or the the area at the bottom of the stairs, which was under guard at that point. So uh, we went up. We kind of, uh, you know, feigned having a, a meeting and, you know, going over papers and, you know, mixing in with everybody else waiting for the time. And then the alarms went on and uh, they were quite raucously of evacuating the building. Um, you know, the, the plan worked. There was quite a mob outside threatening the right And uh, quite frankly, everybody in the building was was feared that they were going to become overrun by the mob and maybe even, you know, hung up. So the, the building got cleared out awfully fast. Aveline and I, um, we actually uh, took that chance to hide in uh, one of the restrooms. So we took a breather and a stall. Uh, we, did, we did what we felt was a, a good estimated amount of time. Left, made our way with haste down to the area where the offices were, where we had known the flag flew before. Entered that, uh, that uh, hallway area. Sure enough, the flag was right there on the wall. All of the office doors, including the door to, uh, to the, uh, the minister, uh, Adolf Hitler, who the flag was hanging next to, all the doors were closed. So we felt that was safe. There were none, none of his uh, of his goons there in the hallway. Um, the area had been cleared. And we went to uh, reach for the flag. And it was at that time that the door at the far end of the hall opened almost as if on cue. And through that door stepped a gentleman that, um, by your description, Faye, Aveline and I were pretty sure at that time that was our friend, Mr. Muller.
0: Well, shit.
5: Yep. Oh, he and has a
0: good habit he, of appearing where you don't want him to appear, so.
5: Well, so he, uh, we had a conversation. He knew that we were there for the flag. He had seen your picture in the newspaper, and by that had, I think, done some research. Not really having specific information on the rest of us, but enough information. And with you asking about Madame Blavatsky and uh, the other information, knew, you know, the the powers that we are seeking and that uh, that the flag the Blitzfruund would be the uh, you know the thing that uh, somebody would be in Berlin for he was really waiting for us, but he wasn't there it seems to apprehend us. It was almost as if he was warning us there is another group out there, there is someone that uh, I don't think Mueller is associated with a group that has been seeking these items of power for Perhaps a long time uh, that we've kind of stumbled into this and s- have stumbled across their path, and um, I think they're aware of us. Well, and uh, how, this, Cara, uh, this Caravaggio is linked to that group
3: from um, the notes from
5: and from Rosie my did- com- from my conversation with um, with Mr. Allard, who uh, I'm associated with through the club. He seems to be familiar with them as well. One of the things I'd like to reach out and get more information, but this group, they're they're they're, uh, they're I think they're formidable. But back to Mueller, it was interesting. He uh, he didn't seem to want to stop me, and um, I quite simply reached up and grabbed the flag off of the wall after explaining to him why. He kept telling uh, telling me that he was warning us that um, that you know seeking these items was just as dangerous as this other group seeking these items. He had two things to say about our group. Strangely, I don't think he knew Abilene and I before we walked through into that hall, but he knew things about our group. He said that um, in his, and I, I think he's been using supernatural means of some sort, some sort of scrying or something like that, but he has determined that our group is five or six members big but strangely he said five, but one of us is like two people. And I don't think he was feeding me misinformation. I'll leave that there as it is right now. He also said that there was another member of our party who was cursed.
4: This was all before I shot him twice in the chest.
5: Well, yes, that did happen. You shot
4: him? Like so, God, is you dead? shot
5: him. He, so he's did dead what? then. Can I Good. finish? Evelyn, I a, I always a one to steal but... the thunder, you are.
4: I, I'm just. I was just wondering when you were going to get to that part. But um, and, and here's the thing: he made the kill shot. He shot him in the face. He
2: shot <laughs> him in the again. face. John, you know,
0: he was great. <laughs> he was. A who would have magic. ever guessed,
2: John
5: Schooley, face shooter? Well,
0: thank God we don't well, have to worry about him ever again.
5: Well, um, that see, that's that's the the, the strange thing there. Um hold on, let the man finish. Sorry, please. Um, his warning to us was that that uh by seeking these items of power that we would um that we would likely bring to pass exactly what we're trying to stop. Um he, he seemed to be every every bit of me that could sense what this man was saying, however evil and however horrible and however much Aveline and I just wanted to see him as a dead carcass on the floor for what he did to Yufei. He seemed to truly be speaking in earnest to me. It was odd. But I decided in that moment that, you know, we needed to take care of our business. We took the flag. And uh, and Aveline and I shared, I think, a, a a silent accord between us that this man did not deserve to occupy this earth with us anymore. And so as she said, she unloaded two uh, two shots square into his chest. Strangely, though, when Aveline approached him, she was going, she had pulled out a knife, and I think she was going to make sure that his last bloody gasps that he was having on the floor were going to be his final breaths. His hand shot up and grabbed her by the neck in a vice-like grip. It was frightening. And it was at that point that um, I unholstered my, my pistol and... Uh, um, I put a shot between his eyes, blowing out the back of his head. His bloody heap is laying on the floor of the Reichstag. I took the fake flag that I had made and threw it across his body. Aveline and I made it to the secret tunnels. Um, we traversed through those, made it out into the town. The car that was supposed to be there was waiting for us. But one last little gift from Berlin, as we were heading towards the car and getting in it, Aveline and I both, well, actually, I think I noticed him first and then pointed him out to Aveline across the street from us, staring at us, which is, Sid, your description of the gentleman that was staring at you, why I was so curious about what he looked like, because across the street was a gentleman standing there staring at us with a wry grin on his face, and I kid you not, the blood ran chill in my veins, it was Mr. Muller. No. just put no. three bullets in and left in a bloody heap on the floor behind us.
3: Yes.
0: No. And you're He tells the truth. Hold on. You're seeing shit. No. You're positive. You shot this man point blank in the chest. Bop bop. Then you went and shot him in the head. Bop. And he is standing. And he is looking.
5: It, if, it's I a, if it's a if it's a twin, um, if it's you know if. Obviously, we know that Miller has dabbled in the supernatural fay with what experiences you had. You know, something that, uh, that I've seen in my writings, there are things that seem miraculous and impossible that can be made possible. Um, um, so I don't know. The only I thing that
4: makes me wonder that it was even Mueller we were speaking to was the fact that, one, yes, like John said, he didn't care that we were grabbing his country's most prized possession. And he literally looked me in the eye and said, so is this how, so are you going to shoot me now? Is this how I am to die? I said yes. And when he tried to choke me out, he quite literally stated, this is not how I'm going to die today. So Hmm. I don't think it was him. I don't really believe in mythical beings, but Doppelganger comes to mind or Poltergeist. I don't know it was just it was frightening
2: so here hearing this makes me think of something we talked about previously that happened to catherine and i remember you said you had a conversation with someone who said that uh someone you were betrothed to during the war was alive in italy
3: come again
5: but you said he was sure was dead
3: i've never i'm very sorry catherine has not revealed that to the men
5: oh she hasn't okay no. Oh, I thought she had not I didn't, I I didn't that even know she
0: revealed easy. that to anybody. No, it was she revealed Faye. it to Faye. Well, wow. Fair enough. Faye would say, well, I mean, it's not the first person that we've heard of getting shot and miraculously reappearing somewhere. I slap you.
1: Well, okay then. Oh! <laughs> like, in the
3: arm and not the face. Keeper's,
1: Keeper's mic comes back on for that one. <laughs>
0: In the arm, not the face. In the arm. Ow! Jesus! Does the phrase, I was shot in this arm, mean anything to you? No.
1: (laughs) That's why I hit you there.
0: Catherine, maybe you should say something because it's a little weird, the coincidence. Maybe
3: you should respect the confidence that you said you were going to keep.
5: Catherine, it seems to be a night of, uh, of divulging of secrets, I think this group is getting past the point of having any secrets amongst us. This is some pretty serious business we're involved with. Cat, this, is not,
3: I... this is not related.
0: Cat, are you sure? It's it's a little weird, the timing of it. Sorry, I don't mean to pry. I lost people that are close to me too, but if I, knew that it a, if I knew that it played a part in something that was going on and something that might affect the rest of us. I would talk about it.
3: I don't see how it relates.
1: Okay. So, Faye... we're we're
3: no. It, no. Sorry, wasn't that... finished. We're discussing how do we know it's the it's the real one? How do we know this is the object of power? Maybe that's why you were allowed to take it. There's, you know, a German socialist who can get shot in the head. Medical miracle. I'd love to meet the man and shoot him again repeatedly. This I think there are far greater concerns here than my personal life.
5: To to answer your question you just had there, um, honestly, my interaction with Mueller, he didn't seem particularly interested in the items of power. I think he's a German. I think he's concerned with what happens in his fatherland. and He's not on necessarily the same path as we are. I'm not saying he's a good but guy why, or a bad guy or what. I'm just saying. But then why
3: was Faye grabbed?
5: I, I don't know.
2: How does he know all the things that he
5: knows about us? I mean, he's obviously into, you know, as Faye described, he's obviously into, you know, a group that is dedicated to supernatural, you know, activities. They did um,
0: horrible things to me while I was there, and I I don't know what they could have said when I was out. I don't know what they gave me, so... For all I know, they could know everything, but I know that when I was awake i gave them nothing regarding you guys. I made sure that I didn't say anything.
1: No, consciously, Faye, mm-hmm. you made you you gave up nothing. Consciously. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying, you know,
5: Moeller's a good guy. I'm not saying he's a friend or anything. Like, you know, we were more than happy to, to unload three shells into uh, into that guy's hopefully continuing to be dead corpse. But I don't think his purpose was um about the path we're on.
0: Well I'm very interested to find out who this other group is that's looking for the same items that we are. I mean who knows what they found already. They could they could have found everything or they might not be able they might not find something or a version of what we're looking for. We have no idea.
2: They could be members of the Golden Dawn, that organization that Crowley was in. Remember they did oust him?
0: That might be why he had Rose institutionalized in the first place. And Caravaggio is connected to Rose. Wish we knew where Rose was. I I was there with her, and then she disappeared in the woods. Who knows where she is at this point?
2: I remember Kate, too. There was that guy that she left the institution with.
0: Yeah. Maybe
1: he's tied into this as well.
3: John? Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. You
1: Sur- don't even know his last name. So Catherine, a lull breaks into the dinner, people are eating, This the the soup course is done, um, we're on to the the kraut, the buttered bread, you know, the, the sausages, whatever. Do you want to go next and kind of relay what happened on the bus?
3: I've been purposely not speaking a lot because that's what the lovely Catherine would be doing. <laughs> it's Like, I don't want to share. I'm not a member of the sharing circle, but if I have to.
1: You don't have to. That's entirely no. up to your character. <laughs>
3: No, um, so, lull well in the conversation, she takes a very heavy sip of wine or beer or whatever has been put in front of her. If everyone is done, um, I could regale, uh, I, I-, I could say what happened to me.
0: Yeah, definitely. How uh, was your... So I know that Sid kept you out, so did yep. you just get on a bus right from there, or... Oh, you came in ta- You taxied all the way here?
3: No, um, so, after... Sydney so kindly told me to leave him which was difficult. I went to go and to tell John that the assassination had been fixed and that Sydney was in was in some danger that things weren't going quite according to plan. I didn't know at the time that they would go according to plan and that everything would be fine. I figured I would warn our second man in the field. So I went to warn him. We met their German cafe. They make a nice coffee and John as well told me to leave because I had I thought that both Aveline and Faye were at at the house in Dassenhof so I got on a bus I left as I did I recall, wait <laughs> Huh? I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry
5: as I recall you got a bit weak in the knees do you remember that critical charm roll <laughs>
2: that, <laughs> <yeah>, that's <laughs> true I don't want to remember it at all
5: it I happen. forgot
1: not a thing
3: she <laughs> wouldn't what? it though
1: he, I don't want to talk about it. it. I, don't
3: I don't would want to also... Talk
1: about it. We can either edit this out or leave it in, but I would also like to really quick, John, why don't you tell him about your charm role on Mueller?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you fly son of a bitch. Are you just going to try to charm everyone? Is this just going to be your new shtick?
5: Is no, he, this... <laughs> it, was, it was not effective on Mr. Mueller, I'll just say. He's
4: just incredibly charming. Yes. So, yeah.
5: How
3: convenient try. that you left that out.
5: Catherine and I had like a Casablanca moment,
1: you know? You need to go. <laughs> yeah. You know how to whistle, <laughs> don't you, sweetheart? Of course I, I, I do. I don't know what you're
3: talking about. This is lies and fabrications, utter falsehoods. Everyone is doing right. falsehoods this evening. So, anyway, I got on the bus and I fell asleep and I had a. Horrific nightmare hallucination. I don't know what you want to call it, but event, um, I did, the, um, there was, I was in Egypt, there were zombies and mummies, and there was a, a, a dark figure, big guy, tentacles for a mouth, he kept calling me Awas, wanted me to go to him, I said no, I woke up screaming, I vomited on myself, I tried to crash the bus, and people were restraining me on the side of the bus, they put me in a taxi, I came here.
5: Oh, okay.
3: I think I'm, um,
2: that was quite a mouthful, I have to say. Yeah, a we woman have, that does not like to speak.
0: We have to unpack this. Um, Do we want to? A, yeah, we, uh, I, I would think love so. to. So you were on a bus. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you were on a hell bus. And. Good word
3: to describe that, yeah.
0: And a cynical man.
3: Large man with a little... I don't know, he looked like something out of a museum, but he had tentacles for a mouth. I was sure. in Egypt, there was sand everywhere, and... Sure, I get that. He grabbed me, and...
5: Does that uh-huh. have... A, a, a Keeper, a large tentacle-faced man, um, is that ringing a bell with me at all? Uh, what's your Cthulhu mythos? My Cthulhu mythos is nothing. My occult is very high that my cthulhu
1: mythos yeah this is that particular the other parts of the of the vision might stir something john but um that particular image would is gonna fall into the cthulhu mythos yep which we're gonna deal with in the next phase when we do the roll-up so
0: so he called you AWAS, right
5: that's the word we've heard repeated right by the the mansion and other places
0: i've Um, heard it
3: um I'm going to confess something here, because this is the night for confessions. Okay. I've been, hear- think- I've been hearing it since the museum.
0: Museum? Oh. Before
2: yeah. we all the even...
5: Night the show?
0: Yes. The night that we all met.
5: Mm-hmm. Huh? We've been hearing this word, "awas"
0: Spoken like- in my head.
5: In Where did your you head? first
0: Where did you first hear it? In the museum? Yes. When you were... air stuff? Like... Near, like, the exhibit, like, near the barge?
3: I was in a crowded room full of people talking about weird Egyptian stuff. I I was, you know, people were moving around, there was lots of voices, and I thought I heard someone say it in this deep, uh, this deep, like, you know, sonorous voice passing by me. I I thought, oh, Egyptian stuff. I didn't think anything of it. Next thing you know, that, that name keeps popping up, and it's also associated with crazy people, and Percival Reese... He got killed for being associated with weird Egyptian stuff. And the people that supposedly are connected to AWAS killed him. So it's quite frightening. And it's, this is not the first time that I've tried to attack people.
5: Warren, did you share with us what happened on the plane, right? Or did you yeah. keep that to yourself?
0: No, I did. I did. You
5: did. Okay. That one so I did. That... So we can say, so Catherine, this is the second time.
0: So that's what happened to you on the plane.
5: And you were, and the same you, were thing. you were traveling. You were traveling in both of the circumstances. Yeah. Flying on a plane, riding on a bus.
3: Did it happen to you when you're in the car? If I had to think about it, it's long distances. Yeah. Like a trip to the grocery store, not gonna matter. Traveling away from something, I I don't, I don't know. This is, I don't deal with this. This is not, I want this fixed. I want this stopped. What if I'm not lucky next time and someone doesn't stop me and I kill someone or hurt someone?
0: We're not going to let that happen to you. You're going to be fine. It's
5: So so. we need to, you know, you, you, you can't travel on your own.
0: No, we're going to have to keep a close
5: eye on you. Uh, maybe you can put together, you know, one of your infamous vials for yourself.
0: It's what's going to have
3: to happen? You know what? I'm so uncomfortable and I'm doing so much sharing. She reaches for her glass, finishes it, like all in like a couple of swigs, smashes the glass on the table and goes, We need to go to Venice. I have a couple of reasons why. One, it's the closest, so I can travel without being a complete hindrance to you. Second, Caravaggio, we keep hearing, you know, about this guy, Italy, maybe there's a connection. Third point, one that Faye so kindly brought to everybody's attention. I, no one's ever asked why I'm an American living in London. Thank you for not asking. I, from New York, I served in Europe for the war, and I met someone. I fell in love with a British officer by the name of Matthew Langford, and he was killed. Shot in the head, I signed his death certificate, and I sent the letter home to his mother. She's partly the reason why I've remained in England, so I could be close to her. At the hotel in Berlin, I was informed that he may be alive and in Venice. Shot in the head, I signed his death certificate, and he's walking around. If, I'm sorry, I will, I, quite frankly, I don't care if you don't agree with me. If we're going to Venice, I will leave you all to go to him. I need to know.
0: You're not going anywhere by yourself. Let's, I think that Venice makes the most sense anyway. I mean, I still have a lot of progress to make. You know, she's gesturing to her many wounds. I think that traveling to Venice might be best for me, too. Yes. But also... Catherine, it sounds like you and I both have some supernatural stuff going on with us. We might be able to find somebody in Venice or in Italy who might be able to help us with that. That's the hope.
2: I I would just like to say too, um, speaking only for myself, that although, as Abby pointed out, we really haven't known each other for very long, was it two weeks or so, but we've been through quite a bit together that normal people don't go through in an entire lifetime. And so having this happen to us and, and having me personally feeling uh, a sense of, well, I guess I'll say caring for the other people with us here, that uh, we're not going to let you do this alone, Kate. We're going to be there for you. We're going to be your mates. And whatever you need, we're going to do. And I, and I think that just needs to be said.
0: You are yeah. stick together, honey. I'm not leaving you behind.
1: John, could you here, make here. A, could you John, could you make a quick idea roll for me from Intel? Does that make that? No. Okay. So, John, uh, you rolled a 79. This is something that would have to probably be spent with luck. How far are you off? Oh, Intel, I'm 29 off. Oh, that's just okay. Can
0: I give Can I give him my... Um,
1: yes. My... Oh, you haven't used that. No. Yeah, and we're about I, to reset yeah. to another chapter. Hint, hint. So go ahead, Woo! Faye, if you want to let John re-roll that. Absolutely. The Eye of on Before... the, the token that everybody gets to give... One re-roll, two. Right. Okay, so I will go ahead and spend three. Can luck. you spend
4: luck with the Eye of
1: Arma? It's a pure re-roll. It's right? an automatic. Actually, you don't even have to re-roll. It's an automatic success if you want a bear success. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah so if it to be can be just a straight wait, wait, success. Wait, 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 wait. This all goes on, and and Sid says during these tales, and the, you know, cat, we're we're your mates. We're here for you, and we're gonna do whatever it takes. John, the hairs on your arms stand up. You get this incredibly cold sensation. It's almost physical. You you literally almost shudder. You reach for your wine glass, and you hear Mueller's voice in a memory in your head. You will be compelled to use these things to save someone. And all of a sudden, it, you look over at Catherine, and you just know. So, how you wanna? If you wanna relay that at this point, if you wanna leave it, that's entirely up to you. But for the listeners at home. <laughs> they all they they would you know john shudders for a moment takes a swig kind of clears his head takes another bite of pie whatever's going on and you can sit on that or do whatever so Faye, let's um as we're closing out the this recollection episode why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what you uncovered and then we can uh get ourselves set up for where we're taking the the uh the listeners next
0: well so there i was picking up From my unplanned nap. I'm gonna make fun of you for a while about that, Ava. I'm really sorry, but it's all right, my love. Downstairs, oh, Ava, I go, hey, cousin around, and she goes, oh, I thought you knew. And I go, I did know. Silly me. Let me go back upstairs. Go upstairs, try to figure out where the hell you went. Went through your luggage, not really important. I didn't disturb anything, but I thought that we should know since we're, uh, No sharing today. So went through your luggage a little bit, found pants, didn't really know what to do with that. So I decided that I was going to go and do some research myself. Yes, I went off alone. Yes, I did promise everyone here that I wouldn't go off by myself anymore. But by defense, I was left alone. So what the hell was I going to do? Anyway, so I decided to take a trip to one of the local universities went under the guise of I am an explorer's assistant. That's a really it's pretty much what a lot of the girls I grew up with were um explorers assistants were usually daughters of an explorer. So that's just what I went under. Like, my God, I'm so excited. I'm going on my first dig. I've never gone on a dig before. You know, just acting annoying. Um and I went to go and do some research because I think that I might know what these items are going to unlock. So I wanted to make sure before I told all of you about it. So I went to the museum, got a nice, sweet German man to help me read because, you know, can't read German. Um, And then I also consulted the head of Egyptology there. Um, Everything went I Used my fake name. Nobody really asked. Um, I just kind of looked like this poor beaten girl and I think that they just kind of were like, oh, you poor thing, yes, look at our books if you want to. So that's what I dealt with. I was researching this thing that I think we might, be that's what the items are going to unlock. And it's this mummy that is a little creepy. So when he was alive, his name was Entaware. He was the son of Ramses III around 1200 BC and he tried to assassinate his father in something known as the harem conspiracy. His Pentawer's mother was one of his was one of the lesser wives, so she wanted her son to climb to power. I know that he was the oldest male child, but he wanted power for himself, so he tried to assassinate his father. Um, he was captured, tried, found guilty, and he was forced to commit suicide as a result of that. Now, the interesting interesting part part is that he was not given a proper burial. He was not mummified properly. He was only wrapped in rags and furs and just tossed into a tomb. And he was also involved in some not great things. He didn't worship the Egyptian gods. That much I got out of this is where I had to consult the Egyptology professor. He said that he didn't worship the Egyptian gods. He was denied the afterlife. He worshipped um this god named Hall. I haven't found anything about it yet, but I don't think that I'm going to find anything about it in a university library. I think I'm going to have to consult the cultist. But that's what I found, and then I came back here, and you guys all arrived, so...
5: Does that mean anything to me in my research, Bruno? No. And no. there's
0: nothing about... It's a long shot in the dark. Nothing about Awas connection to that? Anything? No. I yeah. didn't find anything. The nickname that his mummy was given is the Screaming Mummy. Now, I don't know what that means, except for that he wasn't buried the proper way, so he looks terrifying, but... That's all the information I have. I'm going to do some more research. Um, when we go to Italy, I have a friend of my father's who I'm going to consult with. But that's what I discovered. Now, what I want to ask, I'm going to circle back to you, Eveline, is that you said that you were sent because people might, people thought that I might be in danger. Any idea who sent you? Keeper, it was the Cobalt Club that
5: yep.
2: sent
0: me that kind of it?
4: A... Yeah, it it was the Cobalt Club's contacts that wanted me to be aware of and watch over you. And because I owe them for some of my successes, it was. It seemed like a simple mission. Look after a archaeological girl just before her dig at a, and make sure that nobody was following her. Unfortunately, the shootout at the library happened, so therefore I felt it pertinent to stick with you for a little while longer after that. But I'm still not completely sure who is after you
0: then I turn to John, who I also know is a member of the Cobalt Club, and I go, so did you know about any of this too, or?
5: No, I was just, uh, just abroad attending the, uh, uh, attending the event there to, to get information from the club about, you know, the, the exhibition itself and possibly the future digs or information that the club might be interested in, much more general.
0: Okay, well, I wonder if people are after me because my connections to Egypt, maybe the people who are looking for me are in need of somebody who's experienced in Egyptian digs and that's why they're looking for me.
1: Yeah,
5: interesting. uh, Could be this other group.
1: Yeah, interesting that somehow Catherine has the Awas experiences occurring to her when you have a deep connection to Egypt, Faye. Yeah, what's up with that? But thought process, the... the, the, the the string of ideas you were having that you may have been left in an unaffected state by this original group, the, the older team that's been after this stuff, just for that reason is that you have practical skills that would be needed. You just kind of put that, that's kind of running around your head and you're like, okay, maybe that does make sense because somehow this affected Catherine, the night of the seti barge, you know, that when the barge was motivated um, motorized and everyone was at that, that event. Maybe
0: the curse was meant for me instead of Catherine. Could be. Maybe it was accidentally put on you instead of me. I mean, we don't really look alike, so it's not even that. But um,
5: as an interesting, I'm going through my notes. When we had first heard the word awas, I had uh, you had given me a uh, an OCO roll on that keeper. Oh, which one? Uh, which, when we had first heard uh, the first time we had heard the word awas, mm-hmm. um, of which I had one of my infamous crits and. <laughs> You uh, gave me some information. AWAS. Yeah, AWAS. the dreamer. Correct. And Catherine. Oh. These are happening to you when you seemingly are asleep. Yes. So. Is, is that's... it possible that Catherine is AWAS the dreamer?
3: Uh, no, it is not. What do you. What? No.
5: Maybe I... AWAS is the curse. You know, the curse is related directly to this being or what. Not being that you are him or them, um, and they are you, but that, I mean, that's, it's it's an odd coincidence that these happen to you while you're asleep. And this recollection I have is that he's called awas the Dream.
3: Where did you hear, do you remember where you know that from? Is that something that we just can look into?
5: Research. Just from my research. It was just a general mm. recollection Helpful. from, my, from my, my research.
3: And do we, I know that a, much of our material was taken by Mueller, and Faye, do we have anything from the... I guess it's a keeper and Faye question. Mm-hmm. Do we do we have any of the notes from the asylum? From Caravaggio and Kelly, because I, I stole them.
1: The... you Catherine, as far as I was concerned, I thought you had those notes, but it's been a while. Oh. Um, the notes that were lost are the ones that Faye was holding on to, Um things yeah. that she I didn't, had. I
3: didn't i didn't know if all of the notes and our research material had been pooled and given to the research person
0: no we never said um that you had given it to me i thought that you had kept it on your own the only things that like Faye would have had were you know her books on egypt and egyptian history and then obviously like her passport anything like that like any like all of her personal identification was it's actually it was only the stuff that I had on me at the shop which would have only been my personal identification
3: okay so we still have them so that's something I want to revisit and like yeah with other people more eyes on it please
5: and and Catherine I I can tell you I'm I'm not gonna let this lie I have interest I have something tugging at the, the the sort of boundaries of my consciousness and I'm gonna find more information out. We're, we're gonna find an answer for. You.
3: Thank you.
1: Okay, so
3: that, she she's uncomfortable. Absolutely. That's like,
1: thanks. No, that's <laughs> uh, what else is there to say? I mean, from Catherine, that's that's a high five and you know sharing a Rolo. I mean, that's that was. <laughs> can I offer you a Rolo? I mean, or a, a lifesaver? No, that was that's for Catherine. This is
5: nice. Nice reference to the Rolo. By the way. <laughs>
1: bonus points for for chocolate and caramel stealing our (laughs) lifesavers exactly um okay so the dinner will go by the rest of it the dessert is handed out everyone has some sort of uh if i'm using the right word a partif at the end uh or a cognac whatever that would be called i'm not really good with that stuff but um the night settles down venice it seems is decided as uh for many many reasons Um, the closest, but also, uh, Catherine now has a vested interest that she's relayed to everybody that, you know, even if we don't stay for the entire duration of, of recovering the item, I need to go down there. I need to try to find what happened or if this is even Matthew. Uh, so the only question I now have for the group and the listeners need to know is convalescing. How long are we looking to be down? This is only going to be in game time, folks. You're going to get a show every week, no problem. We're just marching the calendar forward in 1931 a little bit. So, uh, as I
5: recall, Catherine had said two weeks was
1: what they needed, right? Yeah, two to three weeks is is pretty much. Yeah. You know, I also gonna need to fix back. John's shoulder because he's been shot too. Yeah. He, so the
2: question is, are we convalescing in southern Germany or are we leaving for Venice to convalesce?
1: That's entirely up to you. I mean, this,
5: it, it seems to me this is a, you know, I'm we're feeling... definitely off the beaten path right now. Moving around is.
2: Right. Is, yeah. Is I was going to say. I mean... the
5: movement itself.
0: And also. That's why I
2: chose this, because it's so far away from where we were. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm feeling, I know Faye feels pretty safe where she is. And also, we have a pretty decent cover story. Like, we're there for family tree research. So it's not going to look weird if we're going to all the different libraries and universities around to try to right. get information it isn't going to look odd it's also not going to look odd if like we're around the town either right. so
5: Faye, yeah I'm or even day tripping is not going to look weird i i know Faye, you don't have any travel documents now no um, i have i'm going to reach out to to some of my contacts in abilene well now that we know you might be able to help in this area as well but um uh, to actually come up with uh I think right now it'd be great if we came up with with aliases for all of us. Okay. I was about with, to uh, say,
0: I. New travel papers. Idea. I'm
5: going to you. I'm going to call Mr. Allard and check in number one on your father and make sure that he's doing okay, and number two, you. see if that's any assistance he can provide all of us. Okay.
0: okay. Yeah. And I definitely. To
1: about
5: the club in Berlin as well.
1: So why don't we, um, with all that, getting papers to you, ha- you know them having a contact, which I'm sure they don't have a forger right in Stuttgart. They're going to need to get somebody and then get the papers motored to you or sent to you. We're going to say that it's going to take a good part of two and a half to three weeks. Uh, that puts everybody on the mend. Uh, we're going to go through off mic and we'll talk about things that we want to uh, investigate while here, maybe take some information about Venice, look into accommodations there, Contacts with both the club and the Masons in Venice, and um, reaching out to phase contact, letting them know that you're going to be arriving early. If that's part what you want to do, we can get all that. That's all bookkeeping and stuff for getting ready for next time. So that's fine. So it's the end of May, first day or two of June. We're going to say that we get back right around June 20th. Uh, That's when the team will set out for Venice from here, and that's where we'll go from. So. From all of us, this is going to be the wrap-up. Uh, from all of us, uh, Chapter 2, Berlin, is officially behind us. We thank you for joining us on this. We'll be back next week where we start Venice, Chapter 3, which I can assure you is going to put the players and the and their characters right up against it because Venice is going to be incredibly, incredibly different. You're going to get a feeling for the, the Cthulian angle is definitely starting to rear its tentacled head as... It was described by Catherine in A Vision. Um, so from all of us here on the show, uh, I want to say thank you. Uh, thank you. You can reach out to us at Patreon and do that, and we'll have all that at the end of the show. But it's been a blast so far. I hope the players are having a good time. Thank you very much to you guys for Chapter 2. Thank you, and, uh Thank we'll, you, keeper. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back uh, next week with the start of Venice. So from all of us at the Bardic College, good night, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.